Well, despite all the excitement about the offseason changes, Preds fans apparently still have some reservations about the front office. Plus, national TV schedule is out. We'll look at the games the Preds are going to be playing in front of a national audience. And a wild power play rule change being tested. Maybe the end of Anne and I's friendship. But we'll see if it's something you would like to see in the NHL. Talk about it today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to start out with a special how do you do to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week after week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. Also want to mention today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. A fun Friday show for all of you guys today. Uh, we have the Preds national TV schedule out yeah. Uh, we're going to be diving into some of the games that the Preds are going to be featured in, plus a uh, wild new rule change. Let's go! In- involving the power play. We're not going to spoil it too much, but um, <laughs> Anna and I have vehemently disagreed we have. On, on whether we want to see this in the <laughs> NHL so far. Uh, maybe the end of our friendship, Anne. I... This- we're gonna we're going to yeah let's see how this all plays out because i think we both have really big feelings on this we do yeah uh so we're gonna let you guys weigh in on that one too uh we're gonna start though with a piece in the athletic uh so dom lachusen put out a little ranking system uh it is about each team's confidence in their respected front office. So they ranked all 32 teams. Uh, They pulled the fan base on things like, you know, roster building, cap management, ability to draft and develop some trades. Uh, The Predators rank 23rd Mm -hmm. overall in the NHL uh, in fan, I guess, optimism, fan confidence. Yeah, a C. This it was a solid C. Yeah, uh, was their grade across, uh, and they pulled both you know members of the public, like writers, uh, other personalities around the NHL, and the fan base. And it's interesting to see where they develop. But and even after some of these changes this offseason, Preds fans still not completely on board with the direction of the team. It seems like. It's really kind of surprising to me because I think there have been over the last couple seasons, there has been this rising tide of it's time for a change. It's it's time for a change. You get a change. You get a change with somebody like Barry Trotz, who I think was a fantastic fit for the Nashville Predators. What a great place for his first general managing career. 
great working relationship transition with David Poyle. Trotz has proven he's his own man. He does his own thing, as my son said at four years old. Like, so many good things are happening. I'm surprised how little it was reflected when it came to the fan base. And I don't know, are they... Do you think that they're just overly cautious or do you think people haven't bought in yet? Like I'm, I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. Here and here's what Don LaShusen said. He said, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's been Barry Trotz, you know, hasn't been shy about putting a stamp on the team. Very true. Uh, but he also said like some of the moves have kind of been a mixed bag and we have seen that ourselves in some of, you know, the interaction that we've gotten, um, you know, when Barry Trotz came out, uh, you know, kind of shuffled some guys out went in the draft and said, you know, we're going to take some big swings at some guys, you know, kind of lay the groundwork for, you know, we're going to do this a little bit differently. Fans were hyped. They were like, yes, let's go. Like, let's get, you know, I'm all on board on this. We know the direction of our team. Like this is going to be just, you know, an up and up and, you know, positive direction. And then you talk to some fans after free agency and, you know, you and I have given our opinions on signings of guys like, Ryan O'Reilly, mm-hmm. you know, Luke Shen, Gustav Nyquist. But there have been a lot of fans that kind of look at those signings and have gone, uh, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah, I think the signings threw people for a little bit of a loop because so much of the talk was about developing the young players, giving these young players a chance. You know, this is going to be a youth retool. Um, and then you bring in these veterans. But I get it. Like, I get it. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And here's what I think also muddies the water so much when you're looking at what is happening with the Nashville Predators and how confident should you be. We just don't know a lot about Andrew Brunette yet. Right. You're doing this with a new GM. You're doing with this a brand new looking roster and you're doing it with a brand new head coach. So it's hard to even go, okay, here's the roster we have. What is this head coach going to be able to do with it? I think, you know, if John Hines were still here, we'd be able to speculate a little bit more, but we just don't know enough. So I think there's a lot of gray area. I also wonder how much people are are questioning the like the free agency signings of like O'Reilly because those were being culture moves, according to Barry Trotz. Also, you know, shipping out Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson and don't extrapolate too much from it. But that was also kind of like we needed a fresh mm-hmm. vibe in the locker room. And I wonder how much people are not willing to sacrifice production for culture yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Yeah. You know, I think people are like, no, 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 no. We want offense more than we're worried about culture. I don't think it's the wrong move. I think if you, with all these young players, culture has to be important, but I get why people are like, you just sent away two of our best offensive weapons. Yeah. So it, I, I get it. Well, it's, it's also kind of mixed signals, I think. Cause you know, you mentioned that yeah. Duchesne move where it's like, you know, okay, well we can go ahead and buy him out and have, I think it's next year. I can't remember if it's next year or the year after where there's like $11 million in dead cap. Um, and it's, it's one of those where it's like, okay, well you can do that because the Preds are rebuilding. They're going to focus on some of their younger players, but then you go out and you lock in, you know, four year deal for Ryan O'Reilly and three year 
deal for for Luke Shen. And now all of a sudden you look at cap friendly this year and you only have like eight million dollars to play with this year, which isn't, you know, that's still a decent cap. Hit. Yeah, that's a chunk of change. That, that's a chunk of change. But that's, you know, all of a sudden all that wild flexibility that you have is gone. Yeah. And, you know, what what if the Preds find themselves in the position to land like one of those Matthew Kachuk ask trades like are they going to have the flexibility to pull that off in the future so i think it's like you know i think there's a lot of fans that i've spoken to they're like okay you know we like we're on board with you know you know eating some johansson's salary just to get that off the books and you know eating duchene's salary to to get that off the books but then to back it up with more you know big contracts right. contracts are going to be tough to move if something goes wrong that's that's almost sending like mixed signals here a little yeah. bit yeah i get that like it's um what is wh- where is the balance and i think barry trotz has an has a good handle on what the balance needs to be as far as veteran presence developing these young players you know in in all of that but i i get why it feels a little bit like mixed signals because on the one hand it's youth movement. On the other hand, it's, hey, you know, we're going to get rid of these two players and move these big contracts. But like you said, then you bring in these other contracts and they're not going to be movable. You know, Ryan O'Reilly's contract is not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so it, it is a little mixed signal. I, I think my confidence in Barry Trotz is, is, is a little bit higher, I think, than what these votes are. Yeah. But it's a crapshoot, y'all. What is going to happen October 10th? I don't know. So uh, the Nashville Predators fan base, according to Athletic, uh, they gave the Preds a D-plus roster building, uh, which if, if you're just going on, on the last few years of David Boyle's tenure, it's not, <laughs> not hard to argue against. Uh, That's a rough argument. one. Yeah. Um, a uh, C pl- like a C plus in cap management, a mm-hmm. C plus in the ability to draft and develop, mm-hmm. a C minus in trading. Might object to might object to that one a little bit. Yes, yeah. uh, C minus in free agency and a C in vision slash direction of the team. Yeah, yeah. And, and anything about that that you're just like, nah, that should be higher, bro. Uh, the C minus in in trading. I mean, the what happened at the trade deadline? I mean, David Poyle and Barry Trotz walked away with a Santa sack full of draft picks. Um, so the, the trading, I'm a little bit like, really y'all C minus. Um, but I do think there's a little bit of Poyle hangover and people haven't seen enough of trots to know what's next. So maybe next season we're going to bump up a couple more spots. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm, I'm curious to see what the fan opinion becomes right maybe even after just a couple of months of andrew burnett and then that way they can see okay what's the coach's system versus what is barry trotz trying to do um and it's especially going to be interesting once training camp uh comes up and we start maybe seeing how some of these younger players that fans want to see uh fit in so there's definitely going to be a lot uh to kind of keep an eye on in terms of how fans react to certain things yeah um speaking of it's going to be fun to watch it's going to be fun to watch the nashville predators on national tv this year the nashville predators uh have their national tv schedule out we'll look at some of the games the preds are going to be on in front of a national audience here 
in just a second. But first, it's football season, folks. NFL season starting back up. And right now, you can celebrate with some incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And that's because right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, if that's not good enough, all customers who bet $5, whether you've gotten FanDuel before or not, will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's why right now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, and on this Friday show, we are talking about the Nashville Predators on National TV. That's right. Uh, the NHL has released the national TV schedule, and the Nashville Predators will be in front of a national audience 10 times this season, uh, including the very first game. Yeah, I love this. Uh, Nashville Predators are kicking off a triple header on October 10th. Little bit of a downside. The Predators are the first game of three. They're playing Tampa Bay in Florida. But the puck drop is at 430, y'all. So you need to plan on getting sick or like there's a funeral so you can get home in time to catch, you know, you have a funeral that day so you can catch puck drop at 4.30. And that one's going to be on ESPN. They've got the the triple header kicking off on October 10th. That's going to be fun. I'm actually happy about that because I think I have a 10 p.m. flight that day. Yeah. So I actually get to kind of see hockey that day. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think the Predators Tampa Bay game is going to be like the highlight of that triple header, although we will get to see Tanner Janot, which will be really, really fun. Um, but the second game... Blackhawks Penguins, a little Connor Bedard to wet your whistle on October 10th, and then the Kraken Golden Knights. So that'll be really interesting to see. I love, I think those are those are some fun games. Like I said, not sure the Predators Tampa Bay is gonna be like the nail biter of the three, but it's kind of fun that the Predators are kicking off with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh let's see. They also have uh let's, let's run through the list here. Uh there's a total of two games national on TNT, mm-hmm. three games on ESPN, and then another five on the uh, ESPN Plus slash Hulu, like the it's like the national covered games. Um, so you know they got what's uh, let's see, uh, the the TNT games are against LA on January 31st, and then at Minnesota Wild on March 8th, and then the ESPN. Uh, cable games are going to be the Tampa Bay game we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LA Kings again on January 18th. Apparently, America really loves those Preds Kings matches. I guess so. <laughs> uh, and then a Dallas Stars yeah. uh, game on February 15th. And then uh, a couple of them on the ESPN Plus. Yeah. Uh, there's some December games against Carolina in there. Uh, the LA Kings again on February 22nd. Uh, Florida Panthers in March and then St. Louis in April. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, fine. It's fine. Look, here's what's real. I think where the Nashville predators are 
this is not a, a team that everybody's like, can't wait to get my eyes on this team. Like, I think it would be like, look, I don't think the Chicago Blackhawks are going to hit it out of the water in a deep postseason run, but everybody wants to see Connor Bedard. I'm just not sure Nashville has that same appeal. Um, I think it's interesting that they're doing the Predators Dallas game February 15th, but I'm so disappointed that it's not earlier because that's the fourth and final Predators Dallas game. And I'm like, at that point, the drama is over, y'all. You're missing your Duchesne drama window. So it's kind of a bummer that that national game isn't one of the earlier matchups between Dallas and uh, Nashville, because I think that's just such a, that, I think that's going to be a big storyline early in the season. I think by the time February 15th rolls around, both teams are going to, we're going to know where these teams are. They will have seen each other three other times. You know, Matt Duchesne is whatever. So, yeah, kind of disappointing. I wish that one of the earlier Preds Dallas games was a nationally televised game, but nobody called and asked me. So here we are. Yeah, that's next time we will. I mean, seriously, uh, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at the ESPN schedule mm -hmm. uh, in general right now, and it's it's the usual suspects, and it's Boston every week. It's yep. uh, Chicago. It's Washington. It's New York. It's Philly. It's a lot of these teams. Um, and I'm just like scrolling through and it's like, how is, how are the Edmonton Oilers like not on TV every single week? I get yes. it. Like, I get it. It's, Come on. yeah, I, I get it. Like they're in Canada and you know, you want to promote American teams, but your most marketable player is there. Like yeah. the best player of our generation is there. Yes. How are you not pumping this person on TV? Like if, even if LeBron James went to the Toronto Raptors, the Raptors would be on TNT every week or yes. every week because yeah. people want to watch LeBron play. How has the NHL still not figured this out where we want to watch special players play? Yeah. And it, it's the same thing every year and where, you know, it's, it's, they market teams. It's, oh, Boston is on every week and the Rangers and the Flyers and the Blackhawks. Uh, although the Blackhawks make sense this year. This one I get. Yeah. That one I get this year. Yeah, the the Penguins, the Lightning. <laughs> yeah. and it's just, it's just these same teams. And it's like, oh, because people want to watch like these big market teams. And no, you're doing about it wrong. People want to watch fun games. Let's go. And when you have the best player of your generation, two of the best players on the, uh, in the generation yeah. on the same team how are you not mm -hmm. pumping that up on tv every chance you get that's how you make people like Connor mcdavid a household name yep. is by putting them on tv and say this is the star player this is yes. one of like the best players we've ever seen in the nhl look at everything he's done look how he compares to like crosby and ovechkin and all these people we've been telling you are like the star players for the past 10 15 years it's mind-boggling to me that the NHL still hasn't figured this out. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. When you have somebody who plays game in and game out, game in and game out like Connor McDavid does, there is not a game where he does not do something where you're like, holy shit, nobody else in the game can do that. Why is that not the game you're putting on there to draw people into this sport? You know, and, and I, you know, I get, like you said, there are all these big market franchises, stop marketing franchises, start marketing players. And, and look, here's what's real. God love him. Delightful. I'm sure Connor McDavid is a little bit dry. He's a little bit dry. When Yaroslav Askarov gets in the NHL, y'all, 
I want some national games. But let's put the Nashville Predators on TV 50 times a, a season. But seriously, isn't that isn't that really what you want to watch? Don't you want to watch somebody do something that other people don't do? Isn't right. that, you know, don't you want to go, hey, I'm going to check out this hockey because the people here are talking about, oh my gosh, did you see the play that so-and-so did? Nobody at the water cooler is saying, hey, can you believe that Boston has this many games? I mean, they did last year, but excluding that, that's not what you're, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about individual performances. So I am with you, like put the guys that are exciting front and center and look, Edmonton's going to make a deep run. You heard it here first. So I agree. Maybe that changes this year with Bedard in Chicago. Like I feel like that's, that was the best case scenario for NHL because you have a market and a team you want to promote plus a player you want to promote. So maybe that changes, but yeah, it's still mind-boggling to me that the you know the NHL is waiting this long to try to pull the trigger uh, on something like this. It really is. It is. It's mind-boggling. Speaking of mind-boggling, uh, there is a new rule regarding Whoa. power plays in Europe right now, and a lot of people think maybe this is something that should come to the NHL. Ann and I vehemently disagree on it. We're going to tackle that in just a second. But first, I want to remind everybody that uh, to this is the Lockdown Predators podcast. And we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. We're available wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we're also available on YouTube. So please hit that subscribe button so you will always know when we have fresh content out for you. Plus, it helps us out with numbers, gets our show out elsewhere. So if you would like to help us out, be sure to hit that subscribe button. All right, and we are talking about a wild rule change regarding power plays. Uh, This is in the Champions Hockey League in Europe. Uh, I'm going to let you explain this. Oh, this, this is so fun. So it's about power plays penalties. So here are the rule changes, and then we're going to get into why it's amazing and why you might hate it. So first rule change. A team will remain shorthanded even if the opposing team scores a goal. So So, you commit a penalty, you do the the crime, you do the time. You do the whole two minutes, baby. Yeah, so if a team scores a power play goal, uh, whether it's three seconds left, whether it's, you know, a minute 47 left, they still get to stay on the power play for the entire two minutes. Yes. Rule change number two. A minor penalty will be served even if a goal is scored while a delayed penalty uh, while a delayed penalty goal is scored. Does that make sense? That I like that. Yes. Okay. So basically, so, it's like you know, normally, like if the ref has their hand raised, delayed penalty, um, like you know, they pull the goalie. It's six on five, uh, and if they score, then the penalty gets waved off. That doesn't happen anymore. That part I like. Continue. Yeah. And rule three. If a shorthanded team scores, the minor penalty against is over. Come on, y'all. Yeah. Okay, tell At me. Least that's hard. I tell me, tell me how where where do you land on all these? Because I know it's different than where I land. <laughs> I okay. So I don't mind that on a delay call, mm-hmm. uh, it it should still be a penalty. Okay. I don't hate that part. Okay. I hate the the penalty keeps going 
Really? Uh, yeah, I hate it if the penalty keeps going if the team scores. Like, I hate that. Why? I hate that. I mean, because it's it's like, you know, what, what if there's just like a bad call and the, the other team just like runs up three goals in two minutes or something like that? Yeah. I mean, it's just like you have your chance. You have your chance to be shorthanded. The punishment is the goal. Like your your punishment is either you're <laughs> off the ice for two minutes or your little hook in the corner allowed the other team to get a goal on you. That should be the punishment. Yeah. Don't do both. Like save that for like major penalties or stuff like Interesting. that. Interesting. Okay. Or like change it so it's like almost like misconducts or or certain penalties are like two minutes. So if you go and like, you know, if or say like a roughing penalty, like mm-hmm. you punch somebody in the back of the head. That's a that's a minor penalty. That should be like, okay, well, that's like a certain, I guess, class of penalties. Uh-huh. So now you have to stay uh, in the ice for two minutes. If you were doing something like that, but like if you're just like chasing a puck and like, you know, yeah. you it's like a 50-50 call that doesn't go your way and you're against the number one power play in the NHL, like is that's like double punishment. Because not only are you shorthanded for two minutes, but the other team has a chance to just put up however many goals they want. Yeah. That's it's a amazing. quadruple punishment if you're playing the Edmonton Oilers and Leon Dreisaitl's on the Yeah, to me, that, He can score four goals, y'all. Yeah. That, that to me is just like, come on. Like, that, that's, it's a little overkill for, for me at this point. See, I am here for the chaos. Look, you do the crime, you do the time. Like, I, and, and, and I, I kind of like your idea though, of there being kind of classes of penalties. So where, if it's a, a hockey play penalty, that's one thing. If it's a roughing, if it's a, you know, that kind of thing, then maybe do this full, you do the full two minute thing. What I love about it is that it, it absolutely elevates two things. It elevates the penalty kill. And I think like, let's, make that an aspect of, of players games that has to be good. If you want ice time, like I, I love that that is a skill set that becomes extremely valuable. Like that becomes valuable with trades, with free agency. Like how would they do on the penalty kill becomes a huge skill set. It also elevates the play of your goaltender. And look, Mm -hmm. when you have UC Soros, you're like, okay, I mean, if he can if he can save 64 shots against the Carolina Hurricanes, we can do two minutes. Yep. So I think it it changes some dynamics of it. Um, I hate delayed penalty goals, very anticlimactic. So I'm like, you know, and also maybe just if you're going to do that, just stop the play when the penalty happens and, and put it on the power play. I yeah. am 100 percent here for if you get a shorthanded goal scored on you, you lose it. That is the that part I don't hate. F yeah. around and find out. Like, sorry, yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. How that go both ways though? Like, if it just ends, then yeah, yeah. Like it. Like if any goal is scored, that's the end. I don't know, man. I'm a little bit here for the chaos. And again, like, it's not that I don't have a healthy fear of how horrible this could be, but I love that it so elevates special teams like it so yeah. elevates special teams and again like you look at a team like Edmonton can you imagine if Edmonton 
always got a full two minutes. I mean, you will see a lot of eight to five games. I will say that. <laughs> there would be tons of offense. Yeah. yeah. But I love that it elevates special teams. Like, like this is your chance. I And I think the thing that I think is interesting is that it also makes you rethink penalties. Like you and I have talked about, there are some penalties that are good penalties. Like if there's a breakaway and you tangle up with that, that's probably a good penalty. Well, if you know that you've got to do the full two minutes and it could be not just one goal, but two goals or three goals in those two minutes, then you really do have to rethink the way the game's played. And I'm a little bit here for the chaos. You do you, friend. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. Uh, I love let it. us Let us know what you guys think. Drop us a comment uh, on our YouTube page or tweet us at LO underscore predators. Uh, and where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter, X, whatevs, at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at that app at underscore NS Morgan or read my work at penaltyboxradio.com. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. We will be back next week after the long weekend with some all new episodes. We'll see you then, folks. Cheers.